Welcome to the LifeWay Student Ministry Podcast. I'm Ben Trueblood. With me today, new LifeWay Hello. students member, Zach Workin. <laughs> What's up, Zach? Hey, man. So excited to be here on the podcast again and on the team officially. This is exciting, man. This is a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So last time, you guys, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, you know Zach. He's been on the podcast with us before. Uh, Zach is former youth pastor and has been leading, along with Chad Higgins, has been leading Youth Ministry Booster. Uh, and at the beginning of October, Youth Ministry Booster became a part of Lifeway students. And yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about Woo! how awesome that's going to be for student pastors, for you that are listening. Uh, but just to kind of frame up kind of where Zach came from. Uh, so Zach and Chad were leading Youth Ministry Booster in the beginning of October. Youth Ministry Booster came over to become part of uh, Lifeway students, and we are now in the work of combining Student Pastor Network and Youth Ministry Booster uh, together. So Zach it's like is Voltron, now, man. It's like it's like the, you're bringing the Tiger Cats together, and it's gonna <laughs> it's, an, it's an exciting time. You know, this is. It's uh, the Megazord, uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for all the 90s reference folks. That's it. It's yeah, happening. that's right. So we are in that work now, and we're really excited about uh, what that's going to bring to you. And so Zach is now full-time on the LifeWay students team. Um, so you're probably going to be hearing more from him and seeing him around uh, more in LifeWay students stuff. And also uh, has a podcast um, that they do for Youth Ministry Booster and all of that as well. Which shameless plug uh, turns four years old this year. Wow! Four years. So we, you guys, just celebrated 200 episodes with a live episode on the Facebook Live. Yeah. Super fun and exciting. Next week we're down in Tampa at YS, uh, and we're gonna have a live episode 200 that we're really excited about uh, as we turn four. And in podcasting years, that just feels like an eternity. It sure does. <laughs> I just I try to imagine my four years ago I didn't have children, and now I have two boys, and so it's just uh, it's a lot. A lot of life happens in four years. It's exciting times. Yeah. yeah. So it's been uh, I would say just like it's been cool because Zach has been a youth ministry friend, and yeah. for the last few years, and we've done stuff on each other's podcasts and just kind of stayed in touch. Uh, and it's Tulsa, Nashville, hanging out, uh, eating yeah. hot chicken and talking about youth ministry. Yeah, absolutely. And it's always good when you can now do ministry with youth ministry friends. That's a good thing. I love so it. That's it. I'm excited about that. Well, we wanted to just dive in uh, and spend this episode really uh, d- just as a heads up to you that are, that are listening. This is not going to be a commercial uh, the whole time for the new Youth Ministry Booster and Student Pastor Network. But but well, it is time sensitive because there's <laughs> only so much more time that you can join before membership closes for this first season. So I just I'll say it, Ben, you don't yeah, have to. No. I'll say it. It is time it's not a commercial, but it is time sensitive. So yeah. Nathan, go ahead and start the countdown clock below. That's, okay. <laughs> that's right. So uh just since you mentioned it, uh let everybody know when membership closes for season one. Yes. Okay. So one of the things that's important to illustrate is that Youth Ministry Booster, now the primary training vehicle for LifeWay students, is a certain kind of season membership model. In the same way that you as a youth minister are taking your students on a journey every year of scope and sequence and curriculum, we want to provide the kind of training, encouragement, coaching, and collaboration around monthly topics over a nine-month year. So just like your kids go back to school from September to May, we engage in some really thoughtful, strategic, 
philosophic and practical conversations about youth ministry on a weekly and monthly basis inside of our network. We typically shut it down every fall because of this new exciting kind of hybrid Voltron super network and kind of the end of the year stuff. You can still sign up for a year's worth of access uh, through the first week of January. We know that some folks had already made budgetary commitments going into this year. And so that's a new way for new year, new budget, new you, that you can kind of commit to membership at Booster and access all the things that we do, both on demand and live elements. Yeah, so the live elements there uh, would be soul care calls. Yes. You, you need to have a vulnerable, tough conversation with somebody that knows your world as a student pastor. Then that's available to you as a part of this, uh, as well as this small group cohort style coaching that you'll walk through a planned youth ministry journey with a youth ministry coach. It is, uh, and then in combination, all of the things that used to be available with the Student Pastor Network with the training video archive, as well as training videos that are going to continue to roll out. So that's not stopped those training yep. courses via video are going to continue to happen as well as the leadership resources and all the things that that were there. So it truly is a combination of Youth Ministry Booster and Student Pastor Network. So if you were a member of one of those, you now get everything you were getting Both plus the other. Yeah. <laughs> you get the stuff and the things and the people. <laughs> I mean, it really is an exciting time. Like the, the, the math adds up. Uh, it's a really great time to, to be a part of this. And I just I know that for so many of us, those roundtable discussions, the end of a breakout at a conference setting, the collaborative learning environments coupled with the care of youth ministers that are all invested in this together. I mean, this is this is the kind of thing that I think for most folks, once they see it or once they've experienced it, know that this is this is what keeps you doing it longer and keeps you doing it better. Uh, because we want to invest in both your health and success in youth ministry. And so we would love to connect with you. There's going to be links uh, below and at youthministrybooster.com where if you want to see it, if you want to talk about it, uh, we are available all the time to kind of book out those. Again, we love live video, some live video conversations to show you what it's about and then also help deliver some of the things that it does to your senior leadership because they want it for you. Your senior pastor wants you to have this level of collaboration and care because they want to invest in you because they believe in you. That's why you're still there. They care about you and believe in you, yeah. and we would want you to have it too. And so uh, Lifeway Students has done a really amazing job of making it both affordable and accessible to a busy and growing youth pastor. Yeah, man, that is very well said. And like, I'll be honest, as I, part of the reason why we launched Student Pastor Network uh, when we did, and I know from you guys and spending time with y'all, how Youth Ministry Booster came to be is that I spent a lot of time in student ministry and didn't have access to those things. Didn't have a group of people that I felt like I could just call and say, man, I'm hurting this way or this happened and it was awesome or this happened and it's a struggle. Help me through that. There was a lot of time spent in student ministry that, man, I wish that I would have had that community of people that that are both going to challenge me to be a better leader as well as be an ear to listen when, when I need it. Cause we all need that. Like every one of us to be a healthy leader, we've got to have a place with some people that we can go to. Well, and, and the thing that we talk about and why we want to call them masterminds, not small groups, because I think youth pastors are really adverse to being uh, or averse to being yeah. in small groups, because that's what we do for our students. The mastermind element is what we talk about is someone who has authority 
in your life without seniority. You need someone that understands what you're doing that can't fire you. Like I, that's, I can't, right. I can't have that's Ben right. be in my mastermind group because he could fire me. But when Nathan and I talk to each other about what Ben has said about us, that's when we grow. That's when we grow. And, and it's, we need that. We need that kind of context and connection with people that understand how hard it is to be in youth ministry. And yet at the same time, believe in us so much they can pull the best out of us uh, because that doesn't happen in the comments. It doesn't happen in, um, in, in just the like casual connection that takes an intentional group, people that are meeting together. Uh, and what we love is that it's nationwide. That's one of the things that's been really exciting uh, to be from a small town in Oklahoma and now living in Tulsa, Oklahoma, like I, I, throughout this process, getting to meet youth ministers from like East coast to Southeast to left coast is super exciting. We have hosts that lead our groups that are from Canada, a, eh? and it's, it's a boot time that we had youth ministry connected <laughs> across the continent. And so it's just, it's a, it's a lot of fun and it's really exciting to hear from each other. Uh, but also know that the camera is turned in such a way that we're not answering to each other's senior pastor. Like we can, we can get real and not have to sit across from somebody that we're trying to impress. Uh, because we're there to care about each other. And that's the kind of thing that will make the difference because in the same way that your students can kind of see through when you care and when you don't care, like this is a chance for us to have that kind of authentic, transparent connection as well. Yeah, and man, I I, I love it alongside the training component and mm. this challenge to you as a student pastor that says, hey, your calling matters. Yes. You're a real pastor what you do with the next generation is going to set the course, God willing, is going to set the course of someone's life and is going to have generational effect and impact as that teenager becomes a disciple and begins to live their life for him. Like it's going to affect people that you will never see. So your calling right. matters. And because of that, your skills and development matter. Right. And I think and, one and of it's the, changed so much, right? Like, yeah. I, mean, I think about like, man, youth ministry, something happened in, to youth ministry in like 2010, 2011, 2012, that everything got a lot faster and more technological. Like I do, I came out of seminary just a few years ago and I feel like I am like having to always grind and work to keep up with the ways in which things are changing and not just with like what app to download, but what students are, are going through and what outlets they're putting their stress, anxiety, worry, wonder, and success into. And so I, I think if you don't have a plan for ongoing education, like you may be theologically formed and rich and deep knowledge of scripture, but there is just some practicalities and modalities in the ways in which we lead and the ways in which we structure and train volunteers and deploy student leaders that those should always be sharpening in the things that we do. And if you think you have it all figured out, come teach us because we want to learn from each other. And that's 100% the model of training that we want is to be collaborative at the table because we all have something to say and we all have something to learn. Yeah. And man, I know like when I come in as a student pastor and then coming into Lifeway and leading the student ministry team here, the exposure that I was able to see on the landscape of student ministry expanded really quickly because I was in my own area of Virginia and just kind of head down and was doing student ministry and knew some of the student pastors in our area, but like it was busy and I was, I was focused on my church and my ministry there. And when I came to Lifeway, uh, I started to meet a whole lot more youth pastors and started mm. to get a better view of what youth ministry was like across the country. And one of the things that stood out to me was we have a group of people in leading in student ministry that are called by God, passionate about teenagers. They want to see students come to know Christ and discipled. 
the passion is there. The calling is there. But the reality is, is the ongoing training and the tools in the tool belt, so to speak, is where there seemed to be a gap. And so I was meeting these student pastors that were phenomenal student pastors, but their lid was becoming the strategic piece, the connect all the dots of how to execute student ministry piece, the real tools in the tool belt, I think is the right analogy there. And so God really began to develop my heart to say, man, being at Lifeway, like this is something that Lifeway can do to serve, support, and fuel the church. And so that's, Mm. that's where we come from with Lifeway students now in this partnership and, and, and togetherness with Youth Ministry Booster. That's why we have the blog. That's why we do this podcast. It's all to say, student pastor, we're with you in this and yep. we support you and we want to help you develop more tools to execute the passion and calling you have. No, that's it. And that's, and that's one of the things that I think is so exciting about this is that for, I don't think enough folks know how collaborative uh, both things are uh, from Lifeway and at Lifeway. That was my first, uh, if I could have a, a new employee uh, review session with you, Ben, <laughs> is that like our, our neighborhood, as we call it in the new building of our division is extremely collaborative and the whole setup of the new office and the ability to work from anywhere and then work really well together uh, just speaks into like these values and speaks into this way of uh, which we want to partner and work with those that work in the local church. Like it's so much more than just distributing quality resources. Like it is deploying the things, sharpening the things that those that are in ministry leadership positions in their context, like whatever it takes, whatever is needed uh, to both value and power and equip is, is really, really exciting stuff. Yeah. So man, let's, you know, I think we've talked about the, the why side, like the things that, that people, that a student pastor needs to grow, care, group, collaboration, training and resources. What happens when a youth pastor doesn't engage in those things? How real are we getting? We getting real, real? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's dive man. below the surface. Okay. Uh, so if, if I, if I can share uh, personally and honestly, um, lacking a support network in youth ministry could potentially tank your whole career. And that's not to mm. be uh, exaggerating. That's not to be uh, speaking in hyperbole. Um, but there, there are very few churches that will stop asking of their, their youth pastor. They want every ounce they can get out of them. Yeah. And it's hard to learn boundaries on your own. Uh, there is a lot of relational, emotional, and spiritual weight or load that gets poured onto or it has to be burdened, shouldered by youth ministers. And particularly those that are young, both in experience and in age, don't always know the best ways to care. And we end up self-medicating with some of our worst vices. It's either diet soda, Netflix, or worse addictions. And I think for so many youth ministers, whether you're 22, 32, or 52, if you don't have people outside of your life that you trust enough to speak into your life, then your life at one point may cave or implode. And if you don't have enough transparency going on 
uh, with both the, what the reality of your, you can't do the kind of work that is youth ministry. That is a swirl of emotions and energies and breakups and questions and doubts and divorce and drugs and addiction and not have enough self-awareness and enough support. I mean, like this is, this is the advocacy for youth ministers need pastors too. And I think for a lot of us, we, we have a fractured relationship with our senior pastor that we need to restore. And we lack a good supportive network of ministerial folks because we feel like we have to always be it and always be on. And that is a recipe for quick term burnout or explosion or failure. Yeah, man. And that, and I think something that I wrestled with it, to, to continue on the below the surface transparency piece of this uh, where I struggled in this is not coming to grips with me saying, man, I need help. I, I'll say it this way. For the longest time, I interpreted I need help or I need coaching or I need care to be a weakness in my leadership and to be something that I had to cover up because that meant that I wasn't truly called because God calls and equips, you know, and like I had, I took a misinterpreted view of that and said, okay, well, if I'm called to this, then God is going to equip me to this. And any, any admission of I can't do this or I need help or I'm struggling here is against my call and it makes me uh, a worse leader. And those things were damaging to me. And Mm. that viewpoint caused me to really struggle early in in, years in student ministry. The early years were uh, in the shadows, very difficult for me because I refused to admit, hey, I need help with this. Well, and I I think that's one of the things um, is that admission of, man, like, don't don't think that being in youth ministry means you have to have it together because your yeah. your hero in youth ministry doesn't have it together. Like if the gospel you proclaim to your students is about redemption from brokenness to wholeness, like you don't have to uphold the wholeness. Like the gospel you preach is upheld in Jesus, not in your own character. Yeah, that's and right. you need to be a, a person who fights for integrity. You'd be a person that fights for the fortitude but to know that we can't shoulder everybody else's stuff because then we start cutting in on the work that Jesus was supposed to be doing. And, yeah. and that's not to make it like a, a theological like critique, but I think for so many of us, we just think that if we work hard enough and if we are available enough and if kids can text us any time of day and then we're just going to show up to every event that any kid in our group has ever asked us to go to, that we're somehow going to superhero our way into becoming a better youth minister then we aren't actually teaching them the quality of the faith that endures and cares lovingly in the ways that it needs to be. Like we have got to find a way to be both the non-anxious, loving, caring presence for our students. We've got to find a way to have the right boundaries for our students because they're the ones that have the big questions and we need to be able to offer not always the answers, but to be there as the presence as they ask the questions. And I think it's just, it's, it's just a really important move for so many of us to think through the ways in which who we are is as important as what we're trying to do. I, th- I think we, we substitute effort uh, for character and yeah. the ways in which we try to lead as if effort could replace uh, the things that we think are some of our weaknesses or some of our shallowness or some of our imperfections. Like 
the transparency and authenticity of who you are and what you're going through might be a better support to faith to your students than being a representation that you had it all figured out and now you're living your full perfect life of discipleship instead of trying to live into the direction of discipleship which means it's hard every day and we try to make the right uh discerning following choices in every moment that we can yeah and and man like i can say with confidence that uh youth ministry booster is designed for care and training and both of those things go hand in hand uh and part of that is all centered around we want you to be healthy as a leader and to be healthy as a leader means there's a soul, that there's a person piece of that, and there's a tactical side of mm. that. And so we're attacking both of those. And part of being a healthy leader, you've mentioned the word a couple times, is having boundaries. And mm. in student ministry, we don't naturally drift towards boundaries. We, we don't. Right, right, right. We naturally drift towards a boundaryless environment where people. I'm always available. Guys, call me whenever. Man. Text me anytime. Here's my personal phone number. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a real bad recipe. That's and a, it sounds like it sounds righteous and awesome. And yeah. you you say those things in an interview, and the interview people are going to be like, "Man, this is our person. They're going to come in here." And they're going to be always available and they're going to, you know, it's going to be the Pied Piper, so to speak, of our yep. community. But the reality is, is that healthy leaders have boundaries. Healthy leaders know where to set up boundaries because they, they know that a boundaryless existence leads to a short existence in whatever you're mm. doing. Yeah. Now, and it, it prevents you from being the consistent leader you wanted to be. Uh, if you are literally tossed around by every kid's call, DM, or text, then you haven't taught them anything about the enduring faithfulness, patience, and hope that you want to. Uh, it, it, is, it, is, it is so vital that you do the hard work on, and I think maybe it's important to say this, that it's going to create, if you, if you are living right now with no boundaries, if you are living right now, the kids can call me anytime and parents can text me whenever, the minute you realize that that's a pathway or trajectory to burnout and begin to pump the brakes and say, no calls after nine, no texts before 6 a.m., there's going to be some conflict, but because that is you doing the, the hard work of change, the friction of setting up what needs to be set up, and there's going to be a decision point of, is this healthy? I mean, this is the moment of like, I drink soda every day, and now I've stopped, and I have a headache. It's going to be a little bit painful for the short run, but it is worth it. It is worth it in the ways in which it is about your health. I think there's been a real confusion that if we just start making right choices, we're just going to be more and more comfortable. I've never known someone yeah. to get healthier without living <laughs> in a little bit of discomfort. Like I, I take some coffee sabbaticals and I get sick. Been one year, I was so hooked on coffee that when I took four days off, I vomited. I vomited <laughs> because my body was looking for the caffeine it couldn't find, so it rejected itself. And I think for some of us that we've made ourselves so available for so long, some student is going to reject us, and we're going to feel vomited. But it's so important for the health of what you're trying to do and saying, I mean, is, this is how it happens every Sunday morning. If you're the leader that takes meetings on Sunday morning, the Sunday morning someone asks to meet with you, that is a pause and a check on your boundaries. Mm. Like have them meet with you during the week. You're already too busy on Sunday. 
like make the allocation, make the space, help them get healthy by first getting healthy for yourself. Like if Man. you don't have a shut off or cut off valve so at night, so you can have time with your family or just time to yourself, then put that in place. Like there's always more work to be done than could be done, which is why the thing that we're doing is what we're called to do and not just the work that could be done. Yeah, man, I think th a huge point that that came out in there when you were talking was the actual example to others of what a healthy emotional life looks like, what healthy boundaries look like. Because yes. in society, generally, people live more boundaryless than with boundaries. And as you set these up as a leader, like you're actually modeling to the volunteers around you. If you have a staff team, you're modeling to them and you're modeling to students what it looks like to have healthy boundaries. And that's yeah. like, that can be part of discipleship is teaching them, Hey, like you've got to have space for you to be with Jesus and for you to be healthy and emotional or health, emotionally healthy. And you might say, man, why are you guys spending so much time on this? Like, why are you so focused on helping student pastors be healthy, both emotionally and tactically? Because we see student pastors get out of the game all the time because of something that happened or because of burnout or what is what we're talking about, the, the solve it all solution. No, but it is a piece that we it, have it, that we have to look at. It's it's naming it's naming the the questions correctly towards whatever might be the custom design solution for your life. Um, in, in the same way that every church is its own context, every pastor is their own context, and w whatever your family dynamic is at home, whatever your church expectation is, whatever level you're serving at. I mean, this this is real talk. It is a stifling reality. It, it, it is, it is uh, something that should put us all on pause of what were we even chasing. And I think sometimes we get really hungry to chase this infinite hustle when all of it has been about a faithful obedience. I mean, this, this is the thing that puts us on pause to really consider what we were about, not what we could do, but what we were called to do. Uh, there are too many ministers that don't read their Bible enough and don't pray often or yeah. deeply or longingly. And yet every Sunday and Wednesday, they harp on the students and people in their churches for doing more, asking more than they have given. And if we cannot carve the time, if we cannot allocate the day and set up the right boundaries for both ourselves and our leadership and our ministry, then it's impossible for us to lead others to do. You cannot lead someone to do things that you yourself have not. You can't travel guide. You can't trek out a trail you haven't hiked on and expect to be a good leader on the hike. Like if you're pioneering in the same way that they're pioneering, it's going to be really hard for you to give good guidance that we need to be ones who have read scripture deeply and have prayed prayed well before Wednesday night's sermon arrives. And mm -hmm. I think that's the, some of those fundamental things that seem so obvious are the things that have been so lost in the chase for the things that we were trying to figure out along the way. Yeah, man. I, it's just such a big, I mean, the whole mental and emotional health piece is such a big conversation right now. I've I've had thoughts along the way as 
we've grieved and mourned as, as we've seen this become a bigger and bigger issue uh, for people and in the church. And I think if we as church people are going to be ones, and we should be, who say, we want to address this head on, and we want to bring more transparency to this issue and more awareness to this issue, then I think that has to start with an introspective God, what do you want to do in me? Yeah. Like let like lead me to the places where where I can get care and help. And you know, we've talked about on the podcast before. If you're a longtime listener, then you've heard us t- me and John Paul talk about the importance of professional counseling and therapy yes. in that. Yeah. And that man, that's something that I engage in and something that has been a tremendous asset to me. Well, and I mean, I'll, I'll say it transparently. I, I go see my counselor every other week uh, that a change in my life a couple years ago put me in a place that that I needed. Uh, and balancing the relational and emotional load of caring for other ministers and caring for, for folks at my church, uh, my, my life depends on it. My life depends on having someone who has a deep authority over my life who is not my boss, who is not my spouse, who is not my best friend. Uh, but someone I trust deeply. Uh, my counselor is a man of God and we talk about scripture and we pray together. Um, but there is a deep authority uh, that that person has in my life in the same way that my, my small group of other collaborative folks that help think about things related to ministerial leadership and youth ministry in the future. And now uh, and encourage me professionally. Like it, it is such an important, important piece because what you're being asked to do when you're ministering is to walk alongside other people's deep question and formation. And if you don't have a sense, an anchoring of who you are, you will feel caught up in the drift of every new person you meet with. And if you have 20 students, that's 20 different sets of personalities and questions. If you have 200 students, again, like you can see very easily where you can lose your sense of self lose your deep rootedness of faith unless you do the work, put the time, make the time for your own anchoring in both faith and truth and identity. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've kind of talked about it in two ways. So that's the personal health side. There's also the the tactician part of what yeah. we do as student pastors and the super practical, we want to get better as leaders and more effective in the tools of youth ministry. And so, man, I, I would just, I would just say we care Zach and I, because I've spent time with Zach and I know this, I can say this, like we care about you as a student pastor personally and professionally. Like we want, we want you to continue to develop and to continue to be better because what you do matters and and that that's that's the heartbeat of of yeah. the people that are that are here right now that's it we we can't help form the character of young people without being formed ourselves and and we we need to be informed enough that we know what needs to be said and shared and i think that's one of the things that's that's really exciting about learning from other youth ministers is it always feels dynamic right like when you're hearing from what somebody else is actually doing there's there's no <laughs> there's no delay on whatever the research is or whatever the uh, you know the lag of what was 
exciting a few years ago or what someone else did from previous experience. It's so fun. And this is where, okay, when we throw it out, okay, so as a 15 year youth ministry vet, uh, I love hearing what 24 and 25 year old youth pastors are learning and up to. Yeah. Uh, they are ironically some of the most organized and digitally skillful ministers in the game. And so what we have is to learn from each other. Hey man, I think you're trying to do too much, but also you seem really organized to the things that you are doing. And so just being able to see back and forth, both for cultural translation, both for uh, tactics of engagement, both for ways in which we structure and lead and the ministry and the importance of uh, it being more than just living week to week, but having a bigger picture because we are playing a long game in a short season that the visionary stuff and the execution of quality on our vision stuff comes from learning both from those that have gone before us and those that are new to it that can ask the right questions. Man, I love it. So famous last words. Do you have any for the podcast today? I would say that I believe in you, youth minister. I, I believe in you and that we believe in you enough that even for the things that you don't feel like you're ready to do, that what it will take is for you to remember who called you and to what vision they called you to. That if you were just trying to make it about a better Wednesday or midweek program or getting through another Sunday, then your vision is too short-sighted in the present to remember the past of who called you and the future that has been promised to you. And whatever it takes, whatever your vision is, whatever your hope is, and wherever you feel stuck now, there is a next step to getting unstuck, but it won't come from you doing what you've always done to get stuck. I, I just would want to free you in that and give you license in that, that we believe in you enough and we trust you enough to say that there is a way to get to a next step of both health and leadership if you are willing enough to trust others to speak the truth into you. I love it. Well, I, I, as we close, I want to give you, because I don't think we've done this uh, very often on the podcast, is that I want to give you as listeners a view of what all is available to you in terms of training. All right, so before you like hit stop on the podcast, like a lot of this stuff is always available, always free. You, there's a lot of content that you can go consume. But you heard Zach mention at the beginning that Youth Ministry Booster is a primary training arm and function of LifeWay students. And so we're excited that that Youth Ministry Booster's on board, that Zach's on board. Um, season one is up for uh, the season one pass is available right now and you can find out more at youth ministry. calling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Youth, youth ministry booster.com. But there are also some other ways that Lifeway students is involved in pouring into you and caring for you. Uh, and one of those is youth pastor summit. So this yep. is a live event environment uh, that is in five locations from Florida to California. And so you can find out more about that at slulead.com slash YPS. So that's a big live event type of training experience that we're involved in. We have Youth Ministry Booster that you've heard us talk about. That's the coaching and the training. So care and tactician stuff involved there. And then we also have this podcast that you're listening to right now. 
We also have uh, Zach's podcast that you can uh, find, the Youth Ministry Booster podcast. Uh, we also have a blog at studentministry.lifeway.com. And we have the newly launched Student Ministry That Matters YouTube channel. Yeah. With yours truly. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> all of those things are done uh, for you, the student pastor, because we care about you. We want to pour into you. We, we want to, uh, we want to see you last, and we want to help you uh, come alongside you, lift your arms up when you're tired, give you tools to use, so that you can impact a generation of teenagers. So with that. There's a lot of information there at the end. That's why we don't normally do that. <laughs> and we got show notes down below. So you can thank you, Producer Nathan. We'll click the show notes down below. You can find all the links below because you heard us say a bunch of things and you couldn't type fast enough. That's okay. Just thumb and press that thing below. That's right. This has been another <laughs> episode of the LifeWay Student Ministry Podcast. We'll see you next time.